In this episode of the Push Podcast, we're going to talk about all things holiday. Yes, we're going to talk about anxiety. We're going to talk about the people you hate and how you can tolerate them, the people you love, and maybe you lost them and how to cope with that. We're going to talk about if Santa Claus is really real. We're going to talk about exercising so that way you can eat your face off on Thanksgiving. Christmas lights and how my sister's hair caught on fire. (laughs) All of that in this episode. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Welcome to the Push Podcast. Why push? Because a nudge is just too friendly. And friend, we're here to help you get your shit together. I'm Eddie. And I'm Janelle. And we're the Copelands. We've got three daughters, two businesses, a mortgage, and lots of responsibilities. So just like you, we're struggling to find that perfect balance of ambitious go-getter hustle while still staying present, loving our kids, and working on our relationship. <laughs> and doing the laundry, going to the grocery store. Oh, and don't forget being mindful. Yeah, mindful all of the stuff. <laughs> So if you're juggling all the things, but you're also trying to get to the next level, guess what? You're in the right place. So get ready to be pushed. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Push Podcast. This is episode number 10. This is our special like holiday version. Would you call it version or episode? Episode. Episode. So today is November 26th, Tuesday, and you're listening to this two days before Thanksgiving. Dang. So I can't believe that 2019 has flown by so quickly, but I got to tell you, it's my absolute favorite time of the year. So Eddie and I wanted to hop on and do a really fun episode about what the holidays mean to the Copelands. Absolutely. And we had three titles because we couldn't (laughs) decide. So you guys help us. So number one, title number one, Managing the Chaos Through the Holidays. Dun, dun, dun. I would listen to that because I think it can be overwhelming sometimes, Right. Right. Title number two, traditions and tips to help you push through the holidays. See that little play on words? I like that. And number three, pushing through anxiety during the holidays so that you can enjoy them. Okay. And we decided on all three. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this this is a trifecta of titles for this particular for the holiday episode. season. So <laughs> I think it's important to well, let's lay the foundation. So yeah. I have five favorite F words. Actually, I have several F words that I love. And today, though, I've chosen five favorite F words that are going to help us kind of land some points on what you're going to learn in this podcast today. So here they are: faith, family, food fitness, and foundation. Mm. Foundation as in tradition. Yeah. So before we kind of kick it off, what do you love about the holidays? I love laughter. Like Mm. I love to get together and laugh. And it was interesting because we were talking about this episode and you said, you just like to bag on people. And I think you're absolutely right. I like to tell jokes. Yeah. Eddie just (laughs) likes to talk about people. (laughs) People that are there. I'm not like talking behind people's back. No, no, no. No, I'm like, if my little brother comes over, which he usually does, which I love him to death, but he gives me so much ammunition. You light him up every <laughs> single year. Marcus, if you're listening, I hope you know that this is all out of love. Your brother yeah. loves you so much, but you make things so easy it's for him too, to light you up. So easy. Like my brother is 13 years younger than me, and the things he does is just, just crazy to me. So uh, we'll get into some of that a little bit in the episode as well. Oh my gosh. So the thing I love most about the holidays, food. Yes. Food and family. I love that everyone, you know, gets together and it's usually over the most amazing meal of the year. The food is super important to me and I've got some tips to help you not stress about the food, but that is my number one favorite thing about the holidays. Right. 
Yeah, and you don't let anyone cook anything for the holidays. So it is definitely one of your most important things, but it's also a selfish act. Like you just want to Wait, cook it I'm all. selfish? <laughs> just joking. What? <laughs> no, you're not selfish. You like Where's like, my sister? Food I need is my so, mother and my food sister is so important to back me up right for Janelle. And I love it because she's a fantastic cook. But when it comes to the holidays, like no one else is involved. It's just people bring some things here and there. Like your mom will bring some meat or something yeah, like that. Yeah, my mom and my sister. Right. Everybody else, you just come. You yeah, just there's come, a trust factor yourself. that Janelle has when it comes to the holidays. Absolutely. I don't know about you guys. So I have a friend, Drea, my girlfriend. Yeah. Her mom's not a good cook. She didn't grow up and food wasn't <laughs> oh, a good. Her mom's not like she <laughs> Seriously, she'll tell you, like food was not a big deal, especially they did not like the Thanksgiving because the turkey was always dry. And right. so she just does not get it. So I'm like, sit back. Don't do anything. Let me make you a plate. And this is how Thanksgiving is supposed to be done. So I remember, you are right. I am a little selfish when it comes to food, but I need my sister and my mother here. And to not, not only up. that, but when people say, oh, my such and such, my mom or my wife or, or whoever it is makes amazing macaroni and cheese. You should see the side eye that she gives them like, mm. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like there is definitely a point in time where you just go, I don't care what you say. I don't trust people's food preferences. It's not as good as my shit. That's what you want to say. Well, is my food good? Because you're making it it sound. No, it is terrific. And most times, if not all times, she's absolutely right. And we always kind of judge people when it comes to like if they suggest certain places for us to eat. We're like, "Mm, you have already two strikes. Yeah. And and it's not good. They like go on a list and go, okay, we we don't take any other suggestions from this person. So, But what's interesting is our kids are exactly like that. Like they know the people that are on the blacklist for food suggestions and they're like, ah, thank you. But no. (laughs) Who suggested this? Oh, yeah. No, not not very credible. So food (laughs) is a big deal to us. And yeah. If you come have Thanksgiving with us, you are invited to bring nothing. Right. And I remember my brother, Jonathan, was dating this girl a couple years ago. And we were sitting at my mom's house. It was so funny. We were sitting at my mom's house and she said, oh, my God, I'm going to spend the holidays with you guys. Thank you so much for like inviting me. And we were like, yeah, awesome. She goes, what should I bring? And we all at the same time, all three of us said nothing. <laughs> and she goes, no, I can bring like stuffing. Yeah, but the thing is, is people, uh, no, when you wait, say that, they on. think, oh. no, you cannot bring stuffing because the stuffing goes inside of the bird. And if I'm making the bird, you can't bring the stuffing because it's not going to be good, which means it's going to be like stovetop stuffing or something and it won't have any turkey flavoring. So absolutely never bring the stuffing. But this poor girl thought, oh, they're saying, you know, no, because that's what people do. They want you to like feel like, oh, we want to host you and yeah, we you know don't that. have to bring anything. No, 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 no. They're saying no because they don't trust you lady but we started (laughs) off nice we said no don't worry about it you know we got it all taken care of and then she went down the list she goes mashed potatoes i'll bring mashed potatoes Uh, my sister goes no that's mine i do the mashed potatoes we have a very specific way we make the mashed potatoes no that's fine thank you just bring yourself right She goes, well, I can bring gravy again. No, it goes in the bird. If you don't make the bird, you don't make the gravy. That's my job. So we weren't being mean to her, but it was so freaking hilarious because I was like, damn, you can't bring nothing. Literally, you can't. She goes, well, what if I make like a cake or a pie? And I remember I think my brother goes, did you know my sister is the cake mama, right? Like you can't bring the desserts. That's out. So we're like, what can she bring? 
Well, she could bring some rolls, but we'll tell her exactly what brand of right. rolls to bring because it has to be very specific. Yeah, so pretty much she's just doing grocery shopping. She's not like... <laughs> she's you don't not, get to prepare anything. You don't get to prepare anything. You just get to go to the store and get the exact thing that we want you to get. Right. So oh, basically, now that I'm telling this story, yeah, it makes me feel a little <laughs> selfish, but it's all from a good place because I just want you to come enjoy yourself and... Not bring anything. Yeah. Just, yeah, don't, just save it. It's okay. <laughs> well, I remember like my lovely, lovely aunt who passed away a couple years ago, and she used to want to bring certain things. So I think she started off trying to, wanting to bring yams, right? And, and she, we were like, and no, she would put that's all my mom's the mash, job. The marshmallows, uh, marshmallows on, on it. I hate and that. And it would sit there and like, it would Nobody have like one it. scoop gone. And that was from me because I just wanted like. <laughs> I thought it was her. And then, like, she would bring ham and, like, some people would have. So, what, you're right, though. She brought yams. We don't do the marshmallows on top. My right. mom makes these Hawaiian yams. They're, like, caramelized. And that's just what we've grown up our whole lives. Eddie winds up loving it. So, now no one eats the marshmallow yams, right? Right. So, then she said, you know what? I'm going to bring a ham. <laughs> so, she started bringing ham every year. And I don't know about you guys. Ham's not one my year she biggest. Brought ham. <laughs> one year she brought ham that I'm pretty sure was from the night before when she was at the For it sure. Was, it was, like. Oh, there's already some slices missing. <laughs> so, but it didn't matter because didn't, no one else ate the ham. So yeah. she took the ham with her. Oh, yeah. She took the ham with her. Oh, bless her heart. I love her so much. Don't leave with your leftovers. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you that. It is polite to say like, oh, my God, the food was good. Can I take a plate to go? I'm fine with that. But if you like gather up all of the stuff that you brought to yeah. leave, I'm going to judge you hardcore. Yeah, for sure. Like that's your contribution to. But wait, we just told them not to bring anything. Right. Well, yeah, I guess if you bring it and oh, we didn't eat it, then you could take it home. Oh, yeah. And then you like have like I have a particular, a very specific family member when anytime we have a like a holiday and they come for whatever reason, they find it OK to like create stacks oh, of leftovers that they're going to have for the whole week. So they walk out with like plates and plates of Wait, stuff. Wait, can we just... just like preface that we're not talking about Thanksgiving in this situation. We're talking about like the kid's birthday. Like we will have a barbecue in the middle of the summer and we'll have everything from like watermelon to yeah. barbecued chicken and hot dogs All kinds and whatever. Of stuff. And I swear to God, it's like they bring their own foil or yeah. something. And they don't just make one plate to go. And they take everything. Several. Oh, we're going to take the ranch dip and some of the carrots. And we're going to take the watermelon. And we're going to, like, stuff you just wouldn't but take But, you know, this person knows who they are and they brag about it, too. Like, oh, yeah. I'm but I'm just going to tell you, don't do that. <laughs> don't make plates to go at a kid's birthday party. Yeah, but it's funny. Anyways. Uh, I, I love it. Okay, so back to Thanksgiving and uh, Christmas. So... Let's talk about some traditions other than the fact that we don't let you bring any food. One of the things we do as a Copeland family tradition is the girls have always been responsible for one meal, like one right. side item, one sort of dish, right? Yeah. So Jordan has got really good at making, what, what's that fruit place? Salad. No, no. Oh, she does do the fruit salad. Yeah, she yeah. does fruit salad. I hate the word ambrosia, by the way. I don't even know what that word is. Well, it means fruit salad. Oh. <laughs> but I don't like the word ambrosia. <laughs> it's the first time I've ever heard it. Yeah, I don't want like marshmallows and nuts and cranberries and all that. It's just not my thing. So we don't make ours like that. It's got coconut and mandarin oranges. I should probably give you the recipe for that. Anyways, um, 
what is the name of that restaurant? Red Lobster. She oh, makes yeah. the best Red Lobster biscuits. And then she does the I corn. don't know what sparked that. So all of a sudden, like one year, she she's saw it like, in Costco one uh, year. She was like, these biscuits are really good. And I'm going to spruce them up. So she adds a ton of extra cheese uh, and garlic. And she makes really good Red Lobster biscuits. So those are wonderful. Jasmine has made these little phyllo dough cups with like spinach and artichoke. And those were really good. I think last year, Kayla made mozzarella balls and we fried those and they fell apart, but they were really good. Yeah. So I would just suggest that, especially if you have daughters, but even if you have sons, put your kids in charge of one item that they get to contribute to the holiday meal. Right. And I'm talking, they do everything. Like you've got to go on Pinterest, find your recipe, write me a grocery list, tell me how many ounces of cheese you need. And then you're going to sit there with all of your ingredients and you're going to follow the instructions and you're going to do it. So it's like a science project, but it helps make the holidays fun for them too. And they're contributing. Yeah. And you're probably thinking, so what does Eddie do for the holidays? Well, I don't necessarily make anything. I am the runner. Like I you go, are. I go from the garage, which we have a refrigerator outside in the house, and I make probably fifty-two thousand trips <laughs> back and forth, grabbing different ingredients and different things. If I'm not heading to the store to get last-minute stuff, but it is a valuable contribution, I would say. And one thing you do well is the last couple of years we've had to use like the ovens at the bakery if we're making yeah. mass amounts of food. So you just run back and forth when the timer goes off at the bakery. So yeah. that's been helpful. Yeah. You are contributing. <laughs> and I clean. I get you the do. house ready, prep, that kind of stuff. You do. Another tradition is we tell tons of stories. Yeah. And we play lots of games. But wait, the stories really quick. I think the funniest story, my sister's going to be upset, but last year her hair caught on fire. <laughs> I'm just going to throw it out there, Jess. So yeah. I lit some candles. They were on the mantle. She this stands is Christmas, up, by the way. She stands up on the fireplace and she's filming because they're doing karaoke. We're having right. the best time. And all of a sudden, Jordan notices in the mirror across <laughs> the way that Jessica's hair is on fire. And she screams. She goes, Auntie, your hair. <laughs> and the karaoke stops. And we're oh. trying to put out the fire. And it smelled like a black hair salon in the house. <laughs> and her hair broke off. And we gave it about five minutes, right? It was a, yeah. definitely a tough time because this wasn't last year. This was the year before. Because she was already, her hair was thinning. She had just had my nephew. She was Mm -hmm. already crying that day about how thin her hair was. And then you know what? God lit it on fire. God was like, you going to be grateful for the hair that you have. And I'm going to teach you this lesson. So luckily, she's very sensitive usually. (laughs) But luckily, she like took it. She got it. She received it. And the moment she smiled, we just lit it. Oh, my God. We went to town on that story. And I'll tell you this. So me and Tony... Her Our brother, Tony, we're, we're sitting there, we're singing and we're doing karaoke. It was our turn. Yeah. And so we're grooving. I don't know what the song was, <laughs> but it was fire. And so when Jordan yelled fire, I was like, I know. This oh, is, this you're is. so stupid. <laughs> but it was like one of those things where we saw like it was like on fire and she was patting it out. And Literally like you, on fire, And you know when someone, something happens and you're like, should I laugh? Because this is going to be so funny. <laughs> but you want to make sure the person's okay first. And so <laughs> like everyone has like that smirk, like holding it back. 
type of like concern. <laughs> so your eyes are concerned, your mouth's getting ready to laugh, and then all of a sudden, like she rushes off, so Janelle rushes her off to the bathroom, and she's like turning around, telling us to scoop up all the hair. I'm <laughs> telling them to pick up her hair as it's falling out as we're walking to the so bathroom. So she doesn't see it, because so she doesn't like you know freak out because she sees right. all this hair. So we're picking up hair. I'm like, oh my god. This- I'm just like, throw it away. Get get rid of it, right? So we rush her into the bathroom. She's padding out more. And every time she's like kind of freaking out, I'm pulling it out of the sink and like handing it to someone behind me. I'm like, sis, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. And then she just, I don't know what happened, what came over her. I was so proud of her. But she just started laughing. And then it was all fair game. I think it was my brother said something. My brother brother came and said, oh, my God, your hair was on fire. Like something like obvious. Stupid. like something really crazy and we all just fall laughing so that was that is definitely a classic christmas yeah <laughs> memory that's ever. our version of a copeland christmas oh carol. my god so we also apparently have this tradition where all big announcements have to be made on christmas oh, or yeah. thanksgiving so everyone is pregnant they always announce that they're pregnant we have a really funny video that we can show you of when my brother-in-law and my sister announced that they were pregnant. They propped up the camera as though we were going to take a big family photo. And they counted to three. And on three, they said, we're pregnant. Yeah. And you can see everybody's emotions. Everybody's different. Like, what? We had to watch it 19 times to watch each person in the video's individual reaction. Some people are slow. I'm not going to name any names. (laughs) And I think like two years before that, they had announced. No, that was in Christmas. um, Tony proposed to her. Yeah, proposed. So that was pretty awesome. And then last year... Or was it my brother? Your brother announced that he was having another baby. He was having another baby. And so that one was like, oh, okay. We weren't expecting Congratulations. This. Are you happy about this? Oh, no. my gosh. So that was funny. And now the baby's beautiful. Absolutely. So here are some tips I think I want to chat about when it comes to the holidays, like kind of managing anxiety. And some people have a lot of angst around the holidays. And we were talking about yeah. why. Do you want to get into some of that? Yeah, I think we just talked about a lot of the fun things that can happen in the holidays, and especially when you're just in the moment with your family and just connecting. But I think there's a large group of people out there that they're going through things in life and like holidays amplify it. Mm. So they're bringing that baggage and all those things that may be going on, whether it be financial struggles or it may be, or even worse, like holidays, instead of like reminding them of things that they have in, in this world, it reminds them of what they've lost. Like a loved one. Like a loved one. Like it's just things in life where you just don't think you have enough of. And now the holidays have come and now that's in your face. Well, it's interesting because a couple of years ago, Sabrina, our lead decorator at the Cake Mamas, her father passed away right before the holidays. And it was a tough time for her. Obviously, that's a huge tragedy for anyone to have to experience. And for the years to come, she hated Christmas music, right? And so that posed some challenges because obviously we run a retail brick and mortar. We sell sweets. It's supposed to be a fun, joyous time. And I know that it was triggering for her anytime we put on Christmas music. So I think one thing that I want you to be aware of is like the people that you think are Scrooges that hate Christmas music, there's usually something behind that. right? And I think trying to help them work through it or talking to them about what the holidays mean to them would uncover lots of scars yeah. that maybe they just need you to kind of help them work through. Yeah. Maybe you just need a better understanding that the holidays are not happy for everyone. Yeah, and I think if you are that person that really struggles with the holidays because of those things, 
I totally get you. I mean, I had like we were just joking about my aunt and how she would bring a ham and take it with her. A day old ham. A day old ham, bring it with her. Used but ham. my aunt Shirley was probably the biggest loss that I. I mean, there all the losses in my life were mm-hmm. big, but we had a really great relationship, yeah. and so it was devastating to lose her. And it was like all of a sudden, but the holidays and especially Christmas meant so much to her. Yeah. And so when I would think about it. It, w- it can definitely bring sadness, but all I can think about is what she introduced to me in the holidays, and it was Nat King Cole. Mm. So now that's a tradition for us, like when we're decorating a tree. The Copelands never decorate our Christmas tree without playing Nat King Cole. Yeah. My sister calls him Nat King Kong Cole. Yeah, every single year. But we know that the party cannot get started unless Nat King Cole is playing. And that's actually what kind of kicks off Christmas for yep. us, right, is when we start playing that. Mm-hmm. And just the time and the... And like this is one of the things I, I love about my wife is I see a lot of the detail that my aunt used to put into the holidays in her, like mm-hmm. in wrapping. You should see when she used to you wrap. You should see the wrapping jobs that we do. Oh, my God. She made the best bows. Yeah. And her and I, she would always say, you're artsy fartsy like yeah. me. And so we took really great pride when we, you know, when we wrap a present, you're getting a present. I want yeah. you to be just as excited about the wrapping as you are about the present. Absolutely. Sometimes it's better, right? Yeah. And so she was the only one like my kind on Christmas yeah. that we just really had that bond. So And she would be meticulous. She would take her time mm-hmm. with it. It was like she enjoyed that yeah. part, which I think is It didn't is matter so what the gift was, right. but Aunt Shirley's wrapping was always going to be on point. And so I say all that to say that I think there's an opportunity for you to just remember what that special person in your life that mm-hmm. you lost brought to you? What did they introduce? What new traditions do you have? And then that's something to celebrate. I agree. And I think that when you do that, it helps you reframe the holidays. And you always, I always think about like, what does that person, what would they want you to do during the holidays? Would they want you to be sad or would mm-hmm. you want, would they want you to celebrate what you still have? Right. And you were mentioning about her, like before she had kids and stuff, she would come spend the night at your house so yeah. that you guys could wake up on Christmas day together. We do that like with our kids. We do that with my sister and my brother. Mm -hmm. Like it's really important for us to wake up on Christmas with each other. Right. So that way we can kick off the day. So you got that from Aunt Shirley. Yeah. And she even when she had my cousin Brandon, like it didn't matter every single year. She would uproot her entire house Mm -hmm. and all the thousands of gifts that she would bring. And she stayed at our house and it was a tradition. And she did it. And this is interesting because you think about the anxieties. There are people and that are in family don't that don't like certain people in their family mm. and they stay that away a from a lot of anxiety yeah and they the stay away from them during the holiday but i know for a fact that my aunt did not like my stepdad but mm. she still it was more important to her for her i to think be lots there. of people didn't like your stepdad i know yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i think it was more important for her to be there than to to be selfish with that emotion. She was willing to sacrifice she was the willing, harmony. Yeah, she was willing to sacrifice the harmony to bring joy and harmony right. to what matters to her most. So I think if you're out there and you have family that you can't stand, like what's more important? Is it more important to put some of those things aside and still just get together because you know that you're going to create more memories? Right. And be good examples for the younger generation. Absolutely. Like don't hold on to the hurt feelings, right? Yeah. I think that that's super important. And I do think that there are a lot of people that have members of their family that are crazy or you don't get along with. Maybe you're estranged. The relationship is suffering. So the holidays can bring a lot of anxiety around those sorts of interactions. 
And I think it's important to like be true to what you need during the holidays, but also like what's it going to cost you to show up for other people also? Like, are we talking two hours of being around a certain uncle that you don't necessarily like? Can you be on the other side of the room? Can you be cordial? Like, who is it important to? Right. Because I'll tell you, like, family is the most important thing to me. Well, next to the food. Yeah. But family is the most important thing to me. And I know that one of the things that brings on a ton of struggle, especially for young families, is driving all over (sighs) the damn planet on Thanksgiving and Christmas, right? right? And so when we had small kids, the last thing I wanted to do was have them wake up, celebrate, open their presents, and then say, okay, well, go get ready because now we have to leave for the entire day and sit in traffic. So the only solution I could come up with in order to let my kids stay home on Christmas and Thanksgiving and just like enjoy the holiday was I had to just open up our house and invite everyone. So I started inviting all of Eddie's family, all of my family. And it just became like, this is the house that we celebrate in and I'm honored to host. But also, I don't know that it's that important, like being in family, in connection with your family. That's the single most important thing to me on the holidays. I don't know if it's that highly ranked for certain members of our family. And I remember a couple of years ago, like my mom wasn't really feeling well. And I think it was on Thanksgiving And she was just kind of telling me, I don't really know if we're going to make it, the traffic, this and that. I said, listen, so this is my tip to you. Just be really clear about your expectations and what what it means to you. And then let people also explain what their expectations are and be respectful, right? So I said, listen, I just have to tell you that this holiday is the single most important day of the year to me. And it's only because we make it a priority to be together as a family. If you don't feel well and you don't want to come, that's fine. I 100% understand. But it's very important to me to celebrate Thanksgiving with you and the rest of our family. But if you're not going to enjoy it, then don't do it. Yeah. Because this is the most important day to me. And she brought her ass. But you know what's so important? And I hope you guys capture this. It's like, because there's so much that goes on in the holidays and so much the anxiety and pain and, and sadness that can happen, if you're just not clear with people and like, hey, this is what's important to me, what ends up happening is that I think of what a lot of people do is they just assume that you know. Mm-hmm. I assume that you knew that this day was important to me. No, well, no, I didn't assume right. that. I didn't know that. And like, assumptions it, always get you in yeah, trouble. Yeah, and I think that there's so much assumptions that happen in the holidays because you just hope, you, th- you think that people value the same things you value. And I right. think that that is a mistake. And I yep. think that you have to be very, very specific. I think you need to be very expressive of like, hey, this particular thing we're going to go yep. do, we go to, what is it called? Christmas Shop, Tree Lane. Christmas Tree Lane. This was important to me. Yep. Is it okay if we do this on this mm-hmm. day? I want you to be there. Right. Well, I think it's also important to like shout out the blended families that we have out there because, you know, yeah. we have a blended family and again, manage those expectations. So Fabiola knows how important the holidays are to us. It's also a super important time of the year for her too. And so getting back to not having to drive all over and like make things convenient for everyone, there's been several times where Fab has spent Thanksgiving with us because for the sake of 
all, us all being together, like having yeah. the kids. She wants the kids. We want the kids. So how about you just come over? Yeah. So she's brought her boyfriend on several occasions, a couple members of her family. And I think it's important, again, like you may not be at that level where you're thinking like, oh, God, the ex coming over for Thanksgiving. Well, why not? Right. Because I'm sure the ex wants the kids. I'm sure you want the kids. I'm sure neither of you want to be driving. So what's the solution? Maybe you have a grown up conversation and you say, hey, the holidays are really important to us, as I know they are to you. What if we did them together for the sake of the kids? Yeah. And just initiating some of those difficult conversations could bring you so many years of joy and laughter. Absolutely. So that's my little tidbit for those of you that have blended families. I think that's huge. And I think that when you find that you can get along and that you can have a friendship that is centered around the kids, then I think something really wonderful happens from that. So I think it's something you have to, you do and you have to make that compromise. And I think if we were to say anything up to this point is that the holidays is about making compromises, but also making sure that you also express to people what matters to you most and what you value. Because one of the things we also talked about is what about those couples that don't value the same things during the holiday? So whether you be in a marriage or or, or some type mm. of relationship and one person values family and connection, another person says, oh, I want to go to the mountains by ourselves yep. for the holidays and I don't want to be around anyone. Yeah, I have a girlfriend that doesn't cook. And every year they just go to this resort. It's really nice. They have this five-star dinner meal at this really great place. And I'm just like, I would die. Literally, I would <laughs> die knowing that I don't have a refrigerator full of leftovers and then I can't eat turkey and stuffing for breakfast the following. I, like that sounds like the worst Thanksgiving of my right. life, right. right? So imagine I was married to someone like her. It would just be chaos. Yeah. And that would bring me major anxiety every <laughs> Thanksgiving, right? Right. So for you and I, one of the things you touched on earlier, I'm very, I pay a lot of attention to detail. Mm -hmm. So we decorated our home. Getting the tree as a family was a big deal. Like all of these traditions, we talked in a previous episode about managing your expectations yeah. in a relationship. So the expectations when we got married where we were going to established traditions for our household and our family. And Eddie wasn't quite on board because I could just tell you if he never had to put Christmas lights on the house, he would be a happy camper. Yeah. But it's important I, to perfectly me. perfectly good with looking at everybody else's house going, oh, that looks really cool. Right. And he's perfectly good coming home to a house that's not lit, that looks so unfestive, and it drives me insane and it makes me think you're lazy, yeah. right? But it's not so much that you're lazy, it's that you grew up in a damn apartment and you never put lights outside. Right. So it wasn't something that was a value to you when you were growing up. Yeah, I wasn't like, oh, I grew up and I had my, me and my dad would go out and we would decorate the house for right. our mom. Like that didn't exist. And so when we got married, it was like, put the lights up. I was like, I don't even know how to do that. Yeah, like, he was like, why? <laughs> I was like, because uh, we, just, I was, we have children. What do you like, mean? All we're going to do is put them up and then take them down. Oh, God. <laughs> he literally told me that in the beginning. He's like, all we're going to do is put them up to take them down. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, 
what is wrong with you? You Scrooge. So I got the kids all hyped up. He put the lights up and then he used the wrong hooks. They rested out the, um, there's so many years, but yeah. then he put them up, but didn't test them. So that was a big yeah. learning curve for you as a husband, as a father. I almost killed myself many years. Right. True. Yeah. But doesn't it bring you joy when the kids, especially when they were little, when they would watch what you did and accomplished, yeah. you got major accolades. They would cheer for you. Yeah. And then it was cool because there were many years that they helped me like mm-hmm. they we put it all up together. And and I think that those are the moments where they feel like, oh, wow, I shared something with my dad. Yeah. I shared something that they would hopefully they would remember. But it took me a while to like understand that that value. I'm pretty sure you didn't put up lights last year. I oh, put, wait. No, no, I put lasers and then someone stole my, my lasers. <laughs> so. So I'm still trying to like, I don't necessarily find a way to cut the time. You're still being (laughs) super lazy. If we can hire someone to do it, that would be amazing. But with your lazy ass. (laughs) No, but I think the big thing is, is like, I know that that's important to you. So I I been last year I did decorate. But it's not just me. It's the girls. girls. Every time you don't do it, they talk shit about you. They do. They're like, dad, dad, dad's not going to put up the lights. Oh, wish we had our lights up. So one year I was like, okay, I'm going all out. I'm going to put the lights up and then I'm going to go to Home Depot and I'm going to get these like hologram lights that like shine onto the house and they had these images. (laughs) And like, I was like all about it. I I had it all set up. I had these little like (laughs) lasers set up on the lawn. And then like I would come home, I would make sure they were plugged in. I would like, oh, this is cool. I like it. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like two lights were gone. Like someone stole. They stole the laser They stole light the show. laser light show. And I was like, who the fuck would do that? <laughs> like I literally, and I was like looking at, and I was like investigating the kids. I was like, can you ask your, any of your friends if they walk past our house? If they stole our lights, like literally, I need you to we ask. would drive down other neighborhoods, and you'd be like, "That's my light. That's I know my- it. That's my light. They took my light." So I'm. Um, I don't know what to tell you about that. You shouldn't have been lazy and put but the, something I think the, up. The main thing up is, is like front. It was what, so lazy. Yeah, I, but hey, it was part of the it whole. It was lazy. That was part of and my design. Someone stole it. Yeah. Well, I would tell you this. So. Like, what do we tell couples that don't have the same values when it comes to... You need to talk about it. There needs to be some communication around, like, why this is important. So I think everything that we've got through together as a couple has been through strong communication, right? Yeah. And I just know that when I tell you the importance of why, like, hey, this is important to the girls. This is a time that they get to spend some time with you and do something handy, like put a hammer in their hand, show them how to use the drill, They're going to remember these memories forever. They're going to look for a husband that also takes pride in family and the holidays. Those things, when I can articulate those really well to you, you understand the meaning of it. It's not just the act of putting up the damn lights and then you're all in. Yeah. And I think for me also, I want to when we have that kind of communication, I'm like, okay, cool. I want to fulfill that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, what does it cost me to do something that I know that, hey, I don't value personally because it just wasn't ingrained within me, but my kids may value, my wife values. And so for those couples that are out there, like I would say, like, put aside how you feel. And this is the holiday. Do something that you know is going to bring so much joy to someone else that they are going to value and they are going to appreciate. And it doesn't cost you much to do that. And I think that that gets reciprocated over time in a relationship. And I think when you do that, you're showing someone that you can put aside how you feel and you can really express to them how much you care and you love for them. Because I know that there's couples out there that like, oh, 
like this, my husband doesn't care and, and they want to do something different. And they don't want to come together and there's no compromise and people right. get stubborn and they want to just do things their way during the holidays. And I think that that makes life miserable. Right. One of the cool things we do before we eat, obviously we pray, but we stand in a circle around this beautiful meal. We hold hands and we go around the table and everyone says one thing that they're extremely grateful for. And I think that's probably the most important thing because we can very easily slip into lack. You know, people bring problems. They bring financial issues. Let's be real. The holidays are a huge financial burden on a lot of people. And so I think staying grounded in the fact that the holidays should be about family and togetherness and just being together as one, coming together from near and far and just creating memories with each other, right? So I think gratitude um, can turn not enough into enough. And can I just say, we just went through this whole conversation and we didn't talk about stuff, Right. right? We didn't talk about like the things you get on Christmas. And I think that was one of the things that we talked about for the girls is like, we didn't want them to think of Christmas as a time where they get stuff. And right. and although they've had some wonderful Christmases where they receive some amazing gifts, you should see like, they don't even care how much is under the tree right. now. And I think that that to me is a, is definitely a macro win mm-hmm. that they have learned the meaning of the holidays, but also they have started to really embrace the, what it feels like to give. And so right. the last few years, as they've had the, kind of their own money, to watch them give to each other, especially. So great. I, it makes me cry every time. Yeah. Like, Can we talk about amazing. Santa Claus for a second? Because when don't, we got married. There may be some kids listening, so don't ruin <laughs> When anything. we got married, though, it was important. Like my mom, oh, she worked hard. <laughs> I know you already go. My mom worked hard and she wanted you to know that she put those damn gifts under the tree, <laughs> not Santa. So I know some parents out there, the whole entire Christmas experience is brought to you by Santa Claus. And I'm just going to tell you, don't do that. I feel like it robs your children of a very important lesson. And that is, it's not about how many things or how big it is. It's about your family made a sacrifice to put presents under the tree for you. It was their hard-earned money. It was stuff that they wanted to gift you. And then I feel like if they're all from Santa, who the hell do you think? Mm -hmm. Who do you say thank you to, Right. right? And that's important. So like our kids are trained from the time they were born Anytime someone gets you a gift and you unwrap it and you celebrate it, you get your ass up, you walk over, you hug them, you tell the person how appreciative you are, and then you reset and maybe there might be another gift under the tree for you. Right. But (laughs) I'm really curious to hear like how you manage Santa Claus conversations in your house because I'm just going to, I am 1000% against Santa taking credit for everything that I worked hard to put under the tree. So early on, (laughs) so early on, that's exactly what we did. So Santa got some love. One gift. He got like one gift. And, and it was not usually the biggest no, gift. No, it was. It was like socks or something. Sometimes it was a community <laughs> gift. Yeah. Like one year they got a huge trampoline in the backyard. Everybody gets that. It's from Santa to the Copeland. Yeah. And then everything else was uh, mom and dad. Right. <laughs> because they'll ask you like, you know, how come Santa didn't bring this kid anything? Well, shit. How do you what are you going to do about that? Life? Yeah. Like that puts you in a bad situation. And then I just want to tell you, we're living in a time where Siri can literally tell your children anything. So uh, Jordan was maybe five and she said, 
mom, is Santa Claus real? And I said, tell me what you know about Santa Claus. Like, what do you think? And she said, well, I asked Siri and she told me that Santa Claus is uh, Christmas magic and you have to believe it in your heart. I said, do you believe it in your heart? (laughs) This girl asked Siri if Santa was real. Mm. And so I said, let me go to the restroom. I'll be right back and then we'll finish this conversation. I had to go to the restroom and Google what to tell your kids when they ask you if Santa's real. Because she was the youngest, but she was the only one that ever asked. The other ones, we kind of knew that they knew, but they didn't say anything. Yeah, the other ones, including her, they were playing us for a few years, especially with the Tooth Fairy and all that kind of stuff. I remember, I think it was Jasmine. She was like, well, Santa can bring it. She said something kind of snappy and Fab goes, who the fuck do you think Santa is? And she lit her up. And like, that's how she decided to tell her that Santa wasn't real. Because again, it was that like entitlement of, well, Santa will bring it if yeah, you won't bring it. Right? Us and she was just trying to play us. She totally she, knew. Oh my so, God. so that was how that one found out. The other one, I think now she's in was therapy around. about <laughs> mythological creatures and Santa Claus. And, right. You know. I think she spilled the beans on all of it too. And the tooth fairy and yeah. the Easter bunny, all of it. It's us, right? So there's another lesson. Like you got to teach your kids like this isn't just magic that appears. Right. I think it's the act of Christmas magic. Yeah. It's the idea of it that you want them to understand. So that conversation with Jordan, she said, so I said, what do you think? She said, well, if you want me to be honest, I don't think a fat man comes down the chimney and puts wrapped (laughs) Christmas presents under the tree because usually the Christmas presents that say they're from Santa, they're wrapped just like yours. (laughs) 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 And I remember when I found out that Santa wasn't real because my mom has like really good handwriting and all of the handwriting always from her, from Santa looked the same. Mm -hmm. So I just remember one Christmas being really upset and salty because I knew that she wrote all the tags. Oh my God. That was what gave it away for me. So just know you're going to have to come clean with the lie at some point. Yeah, I remember being at uh, my aunt's house and I went to bed and they, they did a really good job of putting nothing under the tree and then everything <laughs> was there in the morning. And I was like the only grandson at the time. And I remember like I had a whole plan. I was going to not go to sleep and I was going to hide under the bed and I was going to open the door. And then I just saw all this people, all my uncle and my aunt and my mom all moving around mm. and bringing gifts in. And I was like, oh. You were destroyed. I was like, oh my God. But I probably milked it for another couple of years. Oh, so you're, just let you guys know, your kids are milking Santa, Santa Claus right now. You are. But I Absolutely. want. I'm curious to see how people manage that. Because yeah. I, I'm just telling you, if you put all the gifts from Santa, then they're going to start saying snappy ass comments. Like, yeah. well, Santa will bring it if yeah. you can't afford it. <laughs> if you can't. And then yeah. you ruin your own damn life. So don't do that. All right. Before we go, um, I do want to touch really quick on fitness. So Mm -hmm. the holidays, we talked this almost the entire episode about food. And I'm going to tell you, we don't come short like for the holidays. We're not calorie counting. I'm definitely there. I'm eating turkey Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, probably even on Monday. I'm eating the turkey, the stuffing. I'm eating the sandwiches. I'm eating all of it. Right. And It's still important to know, though, that we're not telling you like that's a season where you can just like, oh, go crazy and don't care about like anything. So we always do a Thanksgiving workout because we know we're about to get down. Right. So get up 
on Thanksgiving. Go for a walk around the block. Do something leading up to it. I'm not saying go on a cleanse and try to lose 10 pounds, but can you eat healthy leading up to the holiday season so that way you don't start your New Year's resolution, which is probably to lose 15 or 20 pounds, and now you've gained 15 or 20 pounds yeah. from the holidays. So your New Year's resolution is to get back to where you were before the holidays. <laughs> right. Right. Okay, so here are some final tips um, that I kind of, some of them are silly, but I wrote down just to kind of help impart some wisdom to you for the holiday season. So talking about food, make a menu. I have Mm -hmm. in a note in my iPhone, it's literally an entire menu from the last probably 10 years what my mom's going to bring, what my sister's going to bring. We bring pretty much the same thing, our contribution, right? So I have a list of our entire menu. It rarely changes. I also have a list of everything we need to make that menu come to life. So I have a grocery list that I have been using now for, I mean, at least eight years. Right. So if you are like us and they're traditional dishes that you make all the time, then you should have a list. And if you don't, make it this year and save it for next year. You'll thank me. What's your favorite meal, though? Your favorite part of the menu? Oh, Jesus. Everything. My plate all is- All on one plate. All, yeah, everything's on all, all on one plate, but I love macaroni and cheese. You do. Mac and cheese. Um, the green bean casserole gets That's a bad rap, but our green bean casserole fire. is fire. Yeah. So you got to use good ingredients. Use real mushrooms. Make your own cream of mushroom soup. Don't use the canned stuff. Don't use the canned green beans. You got to use fresh- quality, good quality ingredients, but the green bean casserole, we really, really love that. So there, make sure you have a menu, make sure you have a grocery list. Be a good delegator, be specific on how people can actually help. So you might have an aunt or something like Aunt Shirley who is really great at details. Have her come over early and make the tablescape, like have her set the table. Maybe someone can bring nice dishes and then can they bring a dishwasher too? But make sure that you're being a good delegator. Another tip, cook for an army because leftovers are important. Yes, they are. And then if you have extra to spare, well, not even if, I would say we always have extra to spare. Make a couple of plates, drive around, see who you can serve. Be of service in the holidays. So if you have extra turkey, you have extra something, or maybe make extra food so that way you can make a couple of extra plates and just drive around and go make somebody's holidays. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's important. Let's see. I have a few more. Oh, know what your entertainment's going to be. So like, <laughs> yeah. If you get together 19, 20 people and you're trying to decide on a movie, just pick a movie. Oh yeah, you got to have a the movie, movie pre-select pre-select it. them. <laughs> pre-select the movies, bring out some games. We love seeing it. We've played gestures. What's that mouthpiece game that looks really ridiculous? We've played cards against humanity now yeah. that the kids are older. That's definitely not appropriate for smaller ones. <laughs> Here's another tip I have for you. You cannot make a gosh darn frozen turkey on Thanksgiving Day. My mother has worked in the meat department for over 40 years my entire life. It's the number one question that people call into the meat department in the grocery store every single year. I have this turkey. How do I cook it? It's frozen. How long do I put it in the oven? You can't bake a goddamn frozen turkey. So... Don't wait until the day before Thanksgiving to defrost your turkey. You've got to do that in the refrigerator slowly a couple days leading up to it. The other thing is, is you want to defrost it ahead of time so you can brine it. Yeah. You need to brine your turkey. Get yourself a large, huge ice chest or a bucket. You're going to need some ice. You're going to need some sugar. You're going to need some seasoning. Costco has a good brining kit. 
Lots of the grocery stores do. Trader Joe's do. Brine your turkey. It will change your life. I swear to you. And then you were saying something about how people like to eat turkey, the ways that they oh, cook Oh, yeah. It. So we typically bake the turkey in the oven, but there are people that do smoke, that smoke the turkey or mm-hmm. fry the turkey. So I'm very curious one year we need to try that out of a smoking a turkey. I know my cousin does that quite often and he loves it. Yep. And then last thing, have some backup gifts. Just get you some little Starbucks gift cards, some movie tickets, because I swear to God, I think it's your brother every year. He's like, hey, sis, can I bring such and such? Pick up the strays all you want. But then I feel terrible when everyone else is opening a gift and this one poor person has no (laughs) gift on Christmas. It just makes me feel like a terrible host. Yeah. Uh, I should I should just release that because it's not my problem. But I want everybody to feel like they have something to open and we contributed somehow to their holiday. So get some extra gifts, even if you make them, make some little packs of cookies or something, put their name on a gift and give it to them. It'll make them feel special. So that's it. We'd and I'll love... just give the one thing. So, well, sorry. Yeah, no, but we talked about some things earlier, and I, and I just want to make sure we just touch on that a little bit more. If you're holding grudges with family, with friends, or whoever it is, let the holidays be a time where you actually can let it go. Like, go into it and let those things go, because if you're carrying them, you know, just like we would tell you in any other episode when, it, when we talk about letting go of things, you're carrying it, not them. And I think that if you're looking to make your holiday special, being able to forgive and forget and move on Mm -hmm. is so, so important. So let go of those grudges. And if you're in a relationship and you guys are not aligned, just do something for the other person without expectations. And I promise you it will work out. Yep. Show up, be of service, push past your your differences. Yeah. And just serve others. So we hope you guys enjoyed this. Please do us a favor and leave a rating, leave a review. If this brought joy to your life, we would love to hear about it. But most importantly, leave a review and tell us about your family traditions. Tell us what you do with your kids and the Santa Claus gifts. I really am curious to hear about that. Tell us who you kind of don't want to hang around with during the holidays and why the holidays might give you some anxiety. And we'll be sure to share those on social or let us know if you don't want us to share those. (laughs) Either way, we wish you guys nothing but the best during this holiday season, and we hope that you can exercise tons of gratitude. We're thankful for you listening, and we're happy to be a part of your lives in some special way. Have a great Thanksgiving, you guys. And push through. Thank you for listening to The Push Podcast. Hey, we want to hear from you. So if you have a question or there's a particular topic that you want us to tackle and you want us to help you push through, you got to do something for us. You got to go to Apple Podcasts and you got to leave a rating and a review. And in that review, go ahead and leave that question with your Instagram handle so that we can shout you out when we actually answer the question. And we'll talk about that on the podcast and make sure that, hey, this particular podcast is made for you. So leave a rating, leave a review. You leave your handle and until next time, push through.